When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Well, in keeping with a tradition, we are now on day two of Farrah Abraham Talk. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Good day. The girl can't stop saying dumb stuff. Farrah Abraham is just the verbal gift that keeps on giving. And Colleen, yesterday we spent a lot of time talking about Farrah Abraham and the dumb things that were flying out of her yapper. Uh, yesterday they dealt with the fact that she had flubbed um, 9-11, and by that I mean um, she pu- did a video with her uh, and her daughter, mm-hmm. and um, in the video she refers to 9-11 as 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven, of course, is a gas station slash yeah. convenience store, not a gas station, a convenience store, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, so that was kind of delightfully typical Dumb. Fair Abraham. You'll remember she also was talking about her ideal man. Yes. She makes uh, any man that she's interested in sign an NDA because, you know, it's really hard with the famous people and things. she's a celebrity. Well, there's a new story up today. Oh, jeez. And we have to just enjoy it. Okay. Because I saw this and I thought to myself, self, what is going on here? Okay, here's the headline, literally from OK Magazine. Okay. Exclusive. Farah Abraham opens up about Sophia getting plastic surgery. She's only 10. Okay, what? So I thought to myself, does her daughter want to get plastic surgery? That doesn't make any sense, right? So, Well, it does if your mother is Farah Abraham and you think that that's just something you get for your 10th birthday. True. Um, But it's not quite as misleading or it's not quite as... um, weird as we thought but in explaining that it's so delightfully weird and appropriately fair abraham so in an exclusive interview with okmagazine.com the former teen mom og star opens up about how she would react if her 10 year old daughter wanted to undergo plastic surgery this is a thing that people do when they're lazy Mm -hmm. they go oh you're famous for getting your boobs done what if your daughter wanted her boobs done Right. You know, you were a stripper. What if your daughter wants to be a stripper? You know, people yep. do that. Yeah. So they asked her about that. Before Farrah answered, her daughter answered. <gasps> because she was right there. Yeah. That would never happen, first of all. Oh. Said her daughter. Okay. Sophia. All right, so Sophia. Sophia's like, I ain't having all that weird stuff done to my face. Have like you my seen mom. my mom lately? That's what she's thinking. However, uh, Farrah went on and said the following. We're going to need to get music at some point for Fair Abraham talk because it just needs to be appreciated with some added judge. Yeah. Quote, Sophia is gorgeous. Sophia is just naturally gifted. Blessed. I'm so blessed. I had an amazing child. I think curiosity. 
Just like with makeup and all other things that kid are experimenting with, you know, I think it's great to have conversations just like you would about the birds and the bees, about plastic surgery and making sure, you know, like there's top, you know, top popular surgeries in females. And that's like nose, boobs, butts. I don't know. I'm sure there's something else now. But I think that's just common to be curious. Ask about those things. Okay. Oh Can I help I anyone understand that? That didn't make any okay. sense. So- and that's like nose, boobs, butts. <laughs> this woman has the inability to speak in complete sentences. Well, like, it makes you appreciate people that you know in your life that are actually articulate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you want to say thank you. Thank you, people yeah, who can speak everyone. in complete sentences and make sense because at the same time. I don't have any friends who talk like this. Well, I, because does, you wouldn't be able yeah. to handle does that. Does the baby talk like that? Uh, no, but she does talk like a baby. Well, Have she, you ever heard her 10-year-old daughter? I'm a 10-year-old girl. Oh, now we're making fun of a child. Okay. That was your fault, Were you making fun or were you just... That was your rendition of... We're making fun of Farah. That was me noticing that I was doing something that I didn't like. We're making fun of Farah through her child. And also, you're the one that was making fun of Willow and Jaden Smith because they're a hot mess. Yeah, but they're adults. Now, <laughs> but you their made parents fun of always thought they were, they were adults. Their parents but the moral always... of the story is that is her mom's fault. Yes. That is not the child's fault. Right. Because the mom is not correcting her. Te- and, and also it's because her daughter is not socialized. Right. Meaning with other children. Meaning she never lets her daughter go to school with other kids because she's homeschooled. And by homeschooled, I mean on a plane in between mm. um, trips to rich men's private yachts. Yes. Wherein she makes money. Yes. Allegedly. Yes. So, I digress. I I think the word is escort. (laughs) Now, there is a whole bunch uh, more to this interview I could share with you. I don't want to because it literally is just the same thing. But But can we go back and just deconstruct a little bit about... Her response. What was she trying to, to say? Well, I believe what she was trying to say. Okay, if I'm going to do, because this is my job, is to be the Farah Abraham uh, translator. Good luck to you. Trust me, <laughs> th- I, they did not teach this in uh, any of my college level classes. But I believe what she's saying is it's important to have a conversation uh, with your daughter about plastic surgery, like you would have a conversation about sexuality, about sex, about anything, because it has to do with their bodies. Uh, And so if her daughter wanted to have plastic surgery, she would get curious about it. And that's all I really got out of that. You know, kudos (laughs) for making something out of nothing, because I don't know how you got there. Again, just to remind you, they ask Farah Abraham what her, what she would say to her daughter. And she says, I had an amazing child. Okay, well, first, let's start what with ha- that. What changed? What happened to her? <laughs> Where is she? I think curiosity, just like with makeup and all other things that kids are experimenting with, you know, I think it's great to have conversations just like you would about the birds and the bees about plastic surgery. Actually, yeah, now it does make sense. Thanks. What did you do? I just listened between the words and, and around making, them. And making sure you know, like there's top, you know, top popular surgeries in females. like the, uh, And that's like nose, boobs, butts. I don't know. I'm sure there's something else now. 
I don't okay yeah, that, that part one, that one I'm lost mm-hmm. there. I don't know where she went. I don't know if that was a little brain vacation that she took in the middle yeah, where she was suddenly, trying to though, when I read it read the second him. time. I think it's also that thing of like again, we talked a little bit about this yesterday when you're watching Shakespeare. The first, you know, the first go minutes, at it. you're like, I don't, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. And then about 30 minutes in, you're like, okay, I think I'm getting where we're going here. Yeah. See, that happens with, I love that you just compared Farrah <laughs> Abraham's nonsense. <laughs> to well, Shakespeare. I get it though, because it's true. Suddenly you're like, oh, this, and that's a scary place to be in. Okay. It is. It's a frightening place to live when suddenly you can make sense of Farrah Abraham's nonsense. I also will say that, you know, when she first responds to her daughter asking about so, uh, plastic surgery potentially, which by the way, her ch- actual child says that, well, that's never going to happen, but. She says Sophia's gorgeous. She's just naturally gifted and blessed. Does that mean she thinks she's not? Like, you would know more than I do because you watched the show when she was on Teen Mom. That's okay. So, that's the disconnect that really bothers me. If I'm going to be really honest, and this is the same thing that bothers me with the Kardashians uh, and the fact that none of their children will look like them because they don't have any of their original parts anymore, Mm -hmm. is that the conversation. There's the, there's the there's the verbal conversation that happens right where the mom says you're so beautiful I'm so you know proud of you know who how you carry yourself and and who you are and you know how you you know live into your gifts whatever yeah. that is right but then there's the internal struggle that's going to go on in the mind of the child when they realize that their mommy has rehabbed every single part of her body like she was a house flipper flipping her body yeah and that that child then goes oh but my mom didn't like her boobs so she fixed her boobs and then she didn't like her nose so she fixed her nose and then she didn't like her ears so she fixed her ears and then she didn't like her butt so she made her butt bigger and then she didn't like her waist so she made her waist smaller and none of it has anything to do with what was said but yeah exactly and it and it's all incongruous and i don't know how that I don't know how a child makes sense of that. So to your point, Bradley, I don't know if Farrah Abraham even actually sees the problem with that. And regardless of whether or not you say like, oh, she doesn't have anything to worry about because she's beautiful, that child is internalizing all of that. Absolutely. Because the child doesn't listen. I don't, I'm not a parent. Don't take anything I say to mean anything. But my my impression is... Children don't take things you say directly. They take them indirectly, yep. meaning they're listening and watching um, to like what you're really actually saying. Yes. And so instead of her taking the compliment from her mother, allegedly, because I think that's what's it sort of superficially is intended to sound like, oh, my daughter's beautiful, right? Like, oh, that's a good thing. She's rewarding her daughter by calling her beautiful. I, I mean, regardless. Yep. But I think what the child is probably picking up is. Um, when there's something you don't like about yourself, you have to change it because right. that's what my mother has been doing since I was born. Yeah. And even if she at some point has some perspective on how whacked out her mother is, I think the uh, the other stuff was given to her so young that it's that like it just ingrained yeah. that like you that if there's something you don't like about yourself, you have to change it. It is one of the things that was like 
I don't want to say the hardest part about parenting, but one of the things you become aware of very early is how much your kids are watching what you do. Yeah. And they ain't listening to nothing. They, they don't, are watching everything. That's the thing. That's exactly what it is. Their ears don't work nope, until they don't. they're like in their 30s, I heard. But as soon as you sneak in that cookie bag they and eat five it. cookies, that's yeah. when they see it. Yeah, they, they are paying attention to every single thing you do. Your actions do speak louder than yeah. your words. And so... It doesn't matter what she said. That was all for the benefit of us. That wasn't for the benefit of yeah. Sophia. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, we're done now with uh, our Farrah translations. We're going to eat. We got to eat our feelings now. Thank God. Yes, because it's Friday, and that means we throw all dietary restrictions straight out the window and get into a bag of chips after this on My Talk 1071. I really like your revision of the song, Bradley. Ooh, la, la, lies. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, la, 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 lies. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live and insulting relationships and eating food on MyTalk1071.com. Uh, we are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Um, That's Bradley Trainer. So, really ready for this. And on Friday, we like to eat our feelings. It's a cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in. Yep. What are we having today, Bradley? Okay, so, well, you brought us these chippies from Lay's, and I don't know when these came out, but they're, uh, the Lay's got some flaves, <laughs> and uh, the, the flavor that you brought us today is deep dish pizza. Deep dish pizza. It's described as deep dish pizza. Okay, so they've managed okay. to uh, cram a whole deep dish pizza into a chip, and here's the thing. Um, before we even try these, I just have to get this opinion out. I wish Lay's would just stick to like regular potato chips because I can't keep up with all the flavors. I know it's hard. But this is a trendy thing because Oreo does it too. And of course, so when Oreo does it, store, right? yeah, we've got to try it. We've got to try it. All right. So take a whiff of these chumps. Please. Okay. Well, they smell like deep dish pizza all over well, chips. I mean, do they smell like, see, this is the issue that I have. They don't smell like oh, deep dish pizza. They, they smell they, like a chemical version of. They smell like tomato. Mm-hmm. Right? There's like a zesty quality, a, and then, t- a tangy tomato experience it's, happening. It's very tomato forward, but then there are, you can smell some Italian spices. You, yeah, you smell the oregano, yeah. oregano, I think Julia yeah. Child used to call it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, oregano. Okay, you can smell that. I Can I tell you too that I, I'm not a big fan of fake Ooh. tomato taste? It also smells like... Potato? No, like Chef Boyardee. Oh, it is a little spaghetti-o-y. Which is a Chef Boyardee don't. It is. Okay, Bradley is into the chip, or I should say the chip is into Bradley, and he's enjoying his first bite. I There's can't... also like a a tang of cheese, right? The minute oh. you put it in your mouth, you get the smell of the tomato, okay. the tang of the cheese. Oh, God. Okay. What? what? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What's happening? That made me gag a little bit. Why? Oh, why? Because chips shouldn't taste like pizza. Really? You know what it tastes like? It's a confusing brain experience. Here's right? what I think it tastes like. It feels like I dragged my chip through like some marinara sauce. It's not the worst thing in the world. No, it's not terrible. And I will just be, I, I'll probably eat a couple more and then I'll be better. But that first taste, it's like, again, it's a brain confusion because Here's, I'm putting something in my mouth that tastes like pizza, but then it's going to crunch like a chip. That's weird. Um, I can see that. I can see it's that just confusion. weird. It's yeah, like when you think you're it. drinking Sprite and it's water. Um, That's all. <laughs> What I was going to say is, disappointment. <laughs> is that unlike the ones that we had last week, these are actually saltier, which I appreciate because my biggest concern with these flavored chips is they don't taste very intense with flavor. I think this is actually more, this is more better <laughs> than the um, fried tomato ranch one. What do you think, Sonny? I'm not going to lie. They don't taste bad. Well, they don't taste bad. I I know I know this is this is probably my the skin of my mouth is going to scream. I want the chips to be a little bit harder. Yeah, a little crunchier. A little crunchier. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. think it would perf- for me it would per- perfect the chip. But I'm kind of like I think the softness because Lay's is not really a hard chip. They to never begin are. With. Yeah, they're always a little so, bit flimsy. But they're not they, good for dipping. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Yeah. They're good for just put straight out the bag. But I think if you're gonna dip, you got to get ruffles. this. Reminds me of what what we do used to do with Lay's in my house was put them on pizza. So like. We would take a big handful of Lay's. You like so we'd get Domino's pizza. Mm-hmm. Take a handful of Lay's chips, put them on top of your pizza. They'll soak up all the grease, and then you eat them, and then you eat your pizza. I feel like you could put these on top of your pizza and have a really good experience. Well, would it be too much? I feel like that'd be a little much, but that's kind of the essence it gives me. I guess what I'm saying is they're better than the ones we had last week. So I'm well, not that's for sure. We had the fried dill pickle with ranch last week. These yeah. are better. Yeah. You're right. These are better. These have more pizza taste. Okay, real quick around the room. Uh, out of five Cobras, how many Cobras? Bradley? I'm going to give this a three. Uh, three. Sonny, how many Cobras? A three. I'm going to give it a two. Mm. Womp womp. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about Bye-bye. them after this on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. I'm sorry, we got into a little bit of a, a rubber band uh, shooting fight in the break. Yeah, and well, it just know. sort of was continuing Felt while we started the show. To get out the rage. Uh, before we get to the <laughs> dumb people or the... the uh, Whatever D-bags. we call them, D-bags. Um, I just want to say, Bradley did open the door to the studio and shoot a rubber band out into the hall. And we had a really fun thought experiment of what would happen if somebody would have been walking by at just that moment yeah. and got hit by... Like our boss, for example. For example. So, you know, like the stink bomb we set off in we haven't learned 2012, we have not learned our lesson. All right. Uh, now, let's get to those D-bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the of Day. Of the Day! I would like to anoint uh, Shane Gillis a D-bag. Do you know who Shane Gillis is? I've heard this, um, but I need to know details because I just I've heard headlines. Okay, so Shane Gillis is uh, one of the newly announced Saturday Night Live season forty-five cast members, and um, he's obviously a comedian, and because that's 
who they usually hire. Yeah, no good. On good Saturday job on the Night Live. There. You're welcome. Anyway, okay, so Shane Gillis gets hired at Saturday Night Live. They announce him as a cast member, and then of course, somebody does their due diligence and goes through his entire catalog of performances and podcasts and finds a whole lot of racist oh. and uh, anti-woman oh. stuff. Oh. Okay, but and that's bad enough, right? Yeah. Like right there, you're like, I don't that guy ish. No, come on, you can do better. But then we get to his apology. And I'm not, first of all, I'm not even going to tell you the things he said. Oh, thank you. Because they're so vile. you can Google it. You can Google it. It's just vile. It's just like not kind. It's not very hard to be a decent human being, but apparently it is for some people. Yeah. Like Shane Gillis. Welcome to America. I would like to read to you his quote apology. 10.43 p.m. on September 12th. That was last night. I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. I sometimes miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad, you're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can be. And sometimes that requires risk. Can I change a word in there? Yeah. Uh, my Everything intention, except for sorry? No, my intent. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. But I think my intention is never to hurt anyone. But I'm trying to be the best jerk I can be, and sometimes that requires risk. There you go. Because that's not comedy. No. But you're, to your point, um, that was not, I'm sorry. There was no, I'm sorry. Here's my like message. I've, I've, I consider myself to be a, a comedian aficionado. <laughs> oh, God, I thought you were going to say a comedian. No. I was like, girl, no. one project down in dirty no. does not a comedian make. No, I would never. I would never. I consider myself. I love comedy. I love sure. to watch comedy. I love to laugh at comedians. You do not have to. This is, I think this should be in the bylaws of comedy. You don't have to be racist to be funny. True. You don't have to be sexist to be funny. True. You don't have to be anythingist to be funny. True. You don't have to be mean to be funny. True. You can just be funny. And I frankly think that it is lazy to try to rely on racism and sexism as themes for your comedy. True. People have said to me in the past, because I, I don't, you don't know this because I'm on the radio and I can't say these words, but I've got a mouth on me. Um, I say all the naughty words, the four letter ones, a lot. That means you're honest. People, thank you, Sonny. <laughs> people have said to me before, people who swear a lot are just not creative. And I would, I would argue that. I would I argue that. Too. actually <laughs> think I'm a pretty creative person. Yeah. I think, though, what, what really the truth is, is when you rely on racism and sexism and all the isms in your comedy, that's lazy. Yeah. That's not creative. Yeah, well. And then telling people that there's something wrong with them for not thinking that's funny. Yeah, and I would say, again, there's a difference between trying to be funny and just being racist. Like, so if being racism is in your stand-up, that means you're you're racist and you're also doing stand-up. That doesn't mean... Because I don't even think half the time... Uh, how do I... This is a long conversation. Yeah. All your points, yes. Yeah. And... Um, I think we're finally in a place now where people um, realize that they don't have to, because I think what this is, is, and again, I'm not an aficionado. I love comedy Mm -hmm. and I only have my own opinions. But what I would say is I think um, people of a certain on a certain part of the comedy spectrum think that they have a responsibility to be jerks. 
meaning that they say things that make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And that at a certain point in our culture, the things that made us uncomfortable was racism, sexism. Those things are still true. But like there was a permission by comedians given to they were allowed to say those racist and sexist things and and be appreciated as edgy and not just racist and sexist. Yeah. And now we're in a place where people are like, yeah, so to be edgy, that doesn't mean you have to be racist. Exactly. Right. So that's basically just making, a, you know, a finer or a, a adding to the point that you've already made. Yeah. And I think that now people are just like, yeah, so you can be edgy. You can be, you know, you can say uncomfortable, like uncomfortable things don't always have to be bad things. No. Truth can be uncomfortable and not racist. Yes. Uh, or whatever the ist is. Yeah. And there's a lot of ists. Because like talking, because we've talked about this with people like um, Louis C.K. Well, Louis C.K. certainly. Uh, and then people like Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. you know, with his um, talk about gay people and and also, just the way we talk is different. Oh, this is just such a... Why is it so hard for some people to figure out that's the question I have well, and I'm, others not so And hard. then I... This is this is where I really get animated, is like, we've had this conversation in the last week, too, when people, for example, like Kirstie Alley, and similarly this guy, have that, you know, oh, you know, the PC culture, you know, being politically correct. No, I don't think human decency has is about being politically correct. And if it is that difficult for you to just be a decent person, that might be something that you need to confront within yourself because that's just not okay. And if that feels like a stretch to you, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. And also you, if you want to talk about race, because I think people will say like, Oh, you can't talk about race. You can't talk about being, you can't talk about race. If you're not black, you can't talk about, uh, you know, gay issues. If you're not gay, you can't talk about blah, blah, blah. No, it's that if you're going to have a conversation about those things, you can't be lazy with your conversation. And you used to be able to be lazy because um, certain people didn't have the voice to talk back to you about your laziness. Yes. And now we give people, we don't give people, people have the voice to speak on their own behalf. Absolutely. And so you have to be more responsible and you have to be more thoughtful. And so you can have those uncomfortable conversations. But I think people like Kirstie Alley, people like Kevin Hart, they just think that that means they're not able to do what they always were able to do and that somehow their rights or their creativity is being taken away. And what they're missing is the opportunity to listen. Yeah. Because there's an opportunity there to listen and engage in an actual conversation and not just monologue about your whatever tickles your fancy for the moment. Because I used to, I will tell you, there's a comedian um, and she's actually changed. Lisa Lampanelli. Do you remember Lisa Lampanelli? So Lisa Lampanelli what did they used to even call her type of comedy? Just like insult comedy, insult comedy where she would insult everyone. And you knew when you went to a Lisa Lampanelli concert. And I remember laughing my face off the things that she said, if you heard them today, mm-hmm. Oh my God. What's interesting is that she has talked about this. And if you want to read about it or, you know, go find out what she said, you can Google it. It's just, it's awesome to see people like her just say, you know what? I don't think we're in that place anymore. And I don't feel comfortable talking that way anymore. Well, and, she, and I've, you know, matured. And so I'm doing something different. And that's because she stopped and she listened. Yeah. And she didn't just talk. Exactly. Um, do you want to talk about your day bag? <sighs> yes, I do. 
really quickly. What do you got? Lindsay Lohan. Oh, girl. Okay, so Lindsay Lohan is really thirsty. So you know that Liam... Somebody ha- needs to give her... <laughs> a drink. Some of her uh, energy water that yes. she likes Somebody to... Somebody throw an up. energy drink at her instead <laughs> of throwing them at refugees like she used mm-hmm. to do. Um, well, okay, so E! News oh posted gosh. a picture of Liam and... Um, Chris, I'm sorry, I got speechless just staring into their eyes. Um, and Lindsay Lohan responded. Li- Liam Hemsworth and Chris Hemsworth. I'm, what did I say? Just Liam and Chris. I just oh, wanted thank to you. Like, tell people which ones. The world doesn't know who I'm talking about. Um, so Liam, <laughs> you know Liam Hemsworth, of course, broke up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Miley Cyrus. With Miley Cyrus. In fact, they're He literally divorced. is losing w- words because he's looking at... At these They're so beautiful. very beautiful men. Anyway, she responded to this photo of them on Instagram saying, quote, why didn't we meet in Sydney or Bondi? Those are two places in Australia. She's in Australia. Like, Lindsay, if you want to hang out with Liam now that he's free mm-hmm. and not with Miley, maybe you could like reach out one on one because I kind of feel like, you know, people. Um, instead of trying to be, she does this all the time, whether it's like a dumb movie role that she wants. Yeah. She'll, you know, like, like the post. little mermaid. Exactly. She's Instagram is not like, I feel like Lindsay Lohan thinks that she can use Instagram to live her life. Yeah. It's an, it's attention seeking behavior. Like I just have to say something like he's going to reach out like, Oh, Hey girl, I saw you trying to, you know, get my attention on Instagram. Let's hang out sometime. No. Also, Liam is not going to go anywhere near you. Nice try. Yeah. But thank you for playing. Yes. And we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay. I have watched all the trailers for all the new Disney plus streaming options. I watched them all this morning and I have a trailer review for you. All right. And there's even one show, Bradley, that I think you and I need to audition to be on. Oh, I'm serious. I'll tell you all about it after this on my talk. One Oh seven one. You guys, I spent a good amount of time this morning watching all the trailers from Disney Plus so far. Uh, and I want to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And I know we have like a very special uh, open for when I'm going to give you one of my trailer. But I don't know where it is. So just here I am with a trailer review. Because you know me, usually I don't actually have time to watch the whole movie or the whole show. But I will watch the trailer and I'll tell you what I think about the trailer. basically your commitment to art. Mm, Exactly. It's what I do. Uh, Okay, so first of all, I want to just, I'm going to give you an overview of the trailers that are available that I watch. Now these are trailers for Disney Plus. Yep. So the Disney Plus service, which uh, plans, by the way, start at... No, it says your plan started six ninety nine a month. That's true. Okay, for some reason I thought that was less. Anyway, uh, or you can pay sixty sixty nine ninety nine per year, and this will officially launch on November twelfth. Okay. Yep. So 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 these are the ones that I watched. Okay. The Mandalorian. 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 Whatever. Yeah, that's that Star Wars one, right? Uh yes. Uh High School Musical, the musical, oh, the series. Okay. Okay. Did you hear what I just said? High School, School Musical. Musical the it's the- Colleen's trailer review. There we go. Colleen only reviews the trailers because she never actually goes to the movies. Thank you, Sonny. Now I feel very official. Okay, so there's High School Musical, the musical, the series. That's what it's called. High School Musical, the musical, the series. Why is it the musical, the musical? Okay, I'm going to get to that. 
But I want to get through all of the shows that I watched really quickly. Noel, I watched the trailer for. Encore, I watched the trailer for. The World According to Jeff Goldblum, I watched the trailer for. Oh, and One wow. Day at Disney. Okay. Now, uh, Bradley, you asked about the sh- the trailer for High School Musical, the musical, the series, right? Yep. That's a lot. Do you remember a little show that we just talked about very recently called BH90210? Oh, no. Where it was not actually oh, the reboot I know of what 90210. This is. this is about the musical, High School Musical. This is about, this is a fictional story about the kids who go to the school that was featured in High School Musical putting on the musical. Oh, God. This high is School the Musical. thing I ever did here. Because you can't get your brain around what you're hearing. High School Musical, the musical, the series. And so it's like a dramatization no. of, yep, exactly. Um, and you know what? I'm. It, it's cute enough. I bet my kids would think it was fun. But you do have to go like three steps in order Is to understand a, a what's going show? on. Yeah, it's like a, a preteenish. Like a Degrassi or something. Kinda, yeah, exactly. Okay. Coming of age-ish. You know, high school, junior high, probably. Yeah. It's going to be kids from all walks of life. Yes. And they're all going to, you know, have and their own stories. And they're going for the big roles. And, and then yeah. there's going to be like somebody's going to journey song in the middle of it. And but it's fictional. Cry so it's like a little bit Glee-esque. Then some lady's going to go on to have a career doing game shows that nobody's really watching. But yeah. Anyway. Wow. Well, Bradley's got it all teased out. Okay, but there's one trailer I want to tell you about okay. for a show that I think you and I need to be in. All right. What's it called? Is it the One Day at Disney? No. Oh. But I would like to be in that one. Right. That's actually about people who work at Disney World. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I like so that. I can get to that one. But I want to tell you about Encore, which Encore. I think you and I need to be in. Okay, what is so Encore? This is a reality show that is hosted by none other than Kristen Bell. And what she does is she goes back and she meets people who like had their glory days on the stage in their high school musicals. Oh, my God. And brings them back to do the very same musical, the oh very God. same role. They study they, it's basically Project on Dirty. They they have a week to put it together. Can we do our Project on yeah, Dirty? That role? would be perfect. But I just like I watched only the trailer because that's what this is all about. I just watched the trailers of things. And I was crying at the trailer because it's people you know we all know what it's like. The brave thing that you did when you were young that you didn't think was brave at the time because it was just what people did. Yeah. And now 20 some years later, you think, I don't even know if I could do that again. Oh, but for But these sure. people do it. And you and I know from having to have done that in Project Down and Dirty, like it's a life changing thing. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah, no, I'm, I think this would probably be fun to watch. And then, you know, you get the, yeah, so you get a personal story. Oh, you have you everything. A history, you have a personal story. You get a musical. Song and a dance. It's the best. Seltzer it, like, down the pants. There's usually like some sort of like makeover aspect to it in the sense that like maybe a person has gone through something in their life. So you're seeing them on the other side of a life trauma or some sort of major so is, life event. Is this, so this is like somebody who played. I'm trying to think of so like, like. Here's an example. There's a guy uh, who played. And this is just from the little I gained from watching uh, the, the trailer. There was a guy who played the role of Will in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Uh, when he was in high school. He used yeah. to be a dancer. He got in. He was in a traumatic car accident. Oh, no. And now is uh, does not have the use of his legs. Oh. And he's in a wheelchair. They bring him back. They teach him how to like dance with his wheelchair, and wow. he does 
the role of Will oh, in Oklahoma. So basically everyone's going to be crying at the end of every totally. episode. But they're not all dramatic like that, right? Yeah. So there, there's another one that's about a woman, and I don't know what role she played in what show, but um, who is an actress, but had left the stage to raise her children. Okay. And they bring her back. I mean, it's so, so like, are they cool. acting with the kids on stage? No, 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 no. They're acting with all adults. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought they like went back to their actual high school and did like a high school production. But they do go back to their actual high school to do but just the with produ- other adults with the cast of that show. Oh, my God. So they get the whole cast. That's what I'm thinking. Oh. That's not clear in the um in the trailer. in the trailer, but that's what I'm thinking. OK, is not that fun? That's yeah, that's I know. I kind of love that one. It's very sort of big chill. Exactly. Uh, the other, I did watch the trailer as you, as I told you for the Mandalorian. That's more of a teaser, but here's what I want to say about that. Mm-hmm. All this is the, the live action Star Wars. Exactly. Series. All the visual things that you love about Star Wars yeah. are going to come to life in a show. Yeah. And this that's is amazing. Of the things I've heard so far, this is the thing that I would probably watch first. It looks so cool. Uh, and then the last trailer that I want to tell you about, well, actually two, one of the trailers I want to tell you about is the, it's called Noel. And this is um, going to be a, a, a show, a movie, I believe Okay, that stars Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like a retelling of a Santa Claus story through the eyes of the sister of Chris Kringle. Okay. And that's who Anna Kendrick plays. Okay. So it's like, there's music, there's... So what is this? It's a Christmas movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay. It's a Christmas movie. Okay. So that's kind of an adorable little, like, you know, movie that you can watch there. Sure, why not? Then this is the one that you had asked if we should be in one day at Disney. One day at Disney? Yeah, what's this about? So this is cool. This is a behind-the-scenes documentary... And basically, it profiles the people who make Disney World happen. Oh, awesome. Behind the scenes. It is mind-blowing how many people work there and do so many different things. Yeah. And they will follow behind the scenes those people who make all those different things happen. So whether it's animators, uh, Imagineers, or people who work in the parks, or characters. But it's a documentary. And then, this is what's so cool, there's going to be a coffee table book that will also be released in tandem at the same time as this documentary airs on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. So you can then also have that to kind of have okay. alongside it. And that's, like a that's a documentary movie or series? Movie. Okay. That's a movie. All right. Um, uh, so anyway, I thought, well, you know what? Actually, now that now that you say that, I'm not clear on whether that it seems like it would be a really good documentary series. Well, yeah, I was just thinking so like every people. week you're going to learn about a different person, but maybe it's, you know, just like a two hour documentary. It doesn't actually tell you whether it's a movie or a do- anyway, Disney Plus becomes available to everybody on November 12th. And um, a lot of those series and movies that I just told you about mm-hmm. start also right off the bat. However, one day at Disney starts streaming on December 3rd. So we'll have to wait for that one a little bit. But The Mandalorian, you'll be able to get right away on November 12th awesome. when they well, start you streaming. Did the heavy lifting. So now we know whether or not there are things we're excited about for Disney Plus. I know. That there's at least one show I'm excited about, and you know, paying one six dollar and ninety nine cent uh, price for a month to see if it's worth it. You know, I mean, there are worse things you could spend six ninety nine on. Well, and I'll be honest, I was on the fence about getting Disney Plus, although I kind of knew we were going to have to do it because children. Yeah. But 
this actually makes me happy to see all of these trailers uh-huh. because I've already seen at least three, maybe four things that I'm interested enough in that I will definitely try to watch them. So, um, but you're not going to watch them because I'll trailers. probably watch. I said, I said four. I'll um, probably watch two of them if I'm being really honest with myself. So oh, what was I going to say? The, um, are you going to do the bundle? Because remember with Disney plus you can bundle your Hulus. I'm going to have to sit back and take a look at all of my streaming services and decide what the best plan yeah. for my oh, good luck with uh, that. life is. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Meep. what is, what is your biggest on the road irritation today? What has happened to you when you've been out driving just today that drove you absolutely crazy? 651-641-1071. After this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.